you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, this is Pia Baranchini, and welcome to Everything is the Best, the podcast where I get vulnerable and make others do it with me. The goal here is to deep dive into interesting people's journeys, finding common denominators, and hopefully making you feel not so alone. So let's laugh, let's cry, and let's get inspired to live our best lives. Hello, my darlings. This is part three of our continuous series of Q&A with Pia and Davide. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me. It's been a long time. It's been a long time because you Thank you for having me. have been traveling and I've only seen you. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to turn off all my devices. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Davide has been working like a crazy person. He was gone for a month. He came home for five days and then left again. And now we are in Aspen. Thank you for joining me here. Thank you for allowing me to have a movie. <laughs> In our little happy place, we have Nutella here with us. You make it. You make. You make it home. Thank you. Are you lonely? You know when you work in your focus and yeah, you I kind of go into the mood. Davide also like gets bed at eight thirty. <laughs> <laughs> Davide gets into like a serious routine wherever he is, where he's like, "That's where I get my breakfast." That first spot coffee, second spot laundry. Yeah, he has a laundry Third place. Spot dinner restaurant. Yeah, That's it. <laughs> he has a full. He's like friends with the laundry guy, with the chef at the restaurant. Mm-hmm, the chef at the same the, restaurant. The, he's like he's the guy making coffee in the morning. That's pretty much my. He's a man of routine. My habits. Mm-hmm. You want to get into some of these questions? Please. Okay. This is a long one. Hi, P&D. My question is, I met a guy on Raya two years ago during his fuckboy phase. Be, be, by the way. Don't. Big fan of Raya. Our, <laughs> our buddy. Yeah. Daniel. Um, yeah, we love Raya. Except that would hated when I had it. Never been <laughs> yeah, on it, but he hasn't been on it, it comes from a good, but from I a good place. A, comes from a good purse. I loved Raya. Um, during his fuckboy phase and honestly, probably one of the worst times in my life, but I didn't know that I was being toxic and coping with drugs and alcohol to give you a sense of how bad things were. I literally hired a drag queen for when my roommate moved out to perform during her move out. Fuck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Anyway, we've had this weird relationship for the past two years and I can genuinely feel that he might be the one. 
I've never opened up to someone like this who understands me or felt so comfortable around someone. It truly feels like I've known him my whole life. Back in December, I left for what I thought would be my dream job in LA and kind of did my own thing. I was extremely isolated and we'd catch up sometimes, but I was really focused on the job and wanting to learn and grow. And now I'm miserable at the job. Because of the pandemic, I ended up moving back to New Jersey where my family is from, but close to New York and he wants to see me. I'm excited to see him eventually, but I'm so down and unhappy at this time. I'm also not equipped to quit my job because of financial responsibilities and I work in talent relations and I need the job to build relationships. I want to be ready for this guy, but I don't feel like I am. But am I ever going to be ready? I feel like I'm waiting for a time that isn't going to come but I just feel like I wouldn't want to bring anyone into my life right now because of all the pain I'm going through with work and the feeling of failure that's hit me recently. This is also the first time he seems really serious and certain about not playing games because we've been through that for so long. Now he just seems serious. I would love to give this a proper go. I guess what I'm trying to ask is how can I put an effort into dating this guy during a pandemic and the depression I feel over my job? Do I tell him right now it isn't a good time? I don't want him to wait, especially since I took so long to get him to this point. Oh, no, just be with him. I I feel pretty, um, I can relate to this question. Okay. It's interesting to see how in life, it's interesting to see how many times, how often we face questions where people live, are experiencing what we went through. Yeah, totally. It's interesting to see how in a certain age you just face those Mm -hmm decisions and path um i from my personal experience i did both i had the time where i choose work and you know i pursued that path and i tried to take out the best of it and i found myself pretty miserable on a personal level mm-hmm. and most more recently i did I took the other way. So I dropped my career for my wife. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And so I can kind of tell you that there is a time to do, there is a time for everything. And this was probably the time for you to choose your career. Don't put yourself on a cross because of that. On the other side, we all get emotional and and we all got goosebumps watching what was happening in other countries with Italian dancing on balconies and <laughs> government there. I'm, I'm recently been in, in Italy for a month and the majors of the city there would not allow to people to see each other, to leave their homes. So for those that were quarantining themselves with their partner, it was a funny time. <laughs> but... A lot of people were unable to to see their loved uh, their, their loved ones, and 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 that was rough. So I say, you guys jump on a car. You might meet in the middle and have a talk, at least from the window, or see each other, because that would not be that it will not be good to just keep suffering. And yeah, and I agree with my wife. You should not drop it if you feel that life changes constantly. And correct, we. I feel like we all choose this like weird, fake, perfect time to like get engaged and be with someone and and think that everything's going to stay like that forever. But like, you know, if you're choosing to be with someone permanently, think about all the shit you're going to go through that you don't even know that you're going to go through. There's always going to be horribly tough times. 
financially that like you know finances are harder in relationships imagine maybe there's you guys are trying to get pregnant and something happens there or there's he hates his job you guys hate I mean there's life just ebbs and flows so intensely yeah you might would find there's never gonna be the like, same point where you yeah were, like, and then I'm I would hope that you would be there for him the same way he seems like he's wanting to be there for you right now so you can be in love and have a boyfriend and still work and if your job is miserable then you should allow yourself to have something that makes you feel good especially right now because imagine being at your shitty job and getting a nice text from someone that you're in a relationship with i mean don't you don't have to make yourself miserable it's also true what i said before there is a time for everything in the sense that right now that is the time to do what you're doing like but it's not one or the other you know I, what i mean I, I, <clears throat> There are moments where it might be that way. In the but sense I would at that, least try and say, hey, at least say, you know what? This isn't working for me right now. If it's yeah. not working, because maybe it will work. It but it depends where you find yourself in life. There is a time where you got to do, choose one or the other. I think, I think in our case, we arrive at a point where we could just decide because we were mature enough and we professionally accomplished what we felt was already done so like we found ourselves in a in a very in a different scenario because we were on a at an age and and experience that allowed us to do to 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 choose uh, to choose to be together sometimes you might I just don't want fit. her to say to him like i don't think i'm ready and then he is like okay i'm out i read something that is that really inspired me and and it is dopo a volte tardi. In Italian, they translate like after, sometimes it's too late. So then she should at least go exactly. have a date with this guy. Just exactly. see what'll happen. Don't think, so, also, don't think too much. Who knows? Take it day by day. Yeah, that if you can, if you don't can, think too much. not professionally, but personally, live the moment and just enjoy it, then do it. If you've watched those commercials with women letting down their soft, silky hair, but don't get the same results from the bottle, you need a better solution. Get the right product for you. No gimmicks, only your commercial ready hair. Function of Beauty is hair care that is formulated specifically for you. No matter your hair type, they create shampoo, conditioner, and treatments to fit your unique needs. How unique, you ask? Well, Function of Beauty has over 54 trillion possible ingredient combinations to make sure your formula is as unique as you. Here's how it works. First, you take a quick but thorough quiz and tell them a little about your hair. Next, Function of Beauty's team determine the right blend of ingredients, then bottle your custom formula to order. Then they deliver your personalized formula right to your door in a cute customized bottle with your favorite color and fragrance. They even print your name on the bottle. Plus, their formulas are vegan and cruelty-free. They never use sulfates, parabens, or any other harmful ingredients. Function of Beauty is not just the first ever custom hair care brand. It's the internet's top rated customized hair care brand with over 40,000 real five-star reviews and counting. So what are you waiting for? Go to functionofbeauty.com slash best to take your four-part hair care profile quiz and save 20% on your first order. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash best for 20% off and let them know you heard about it from our show. That's functionofbeauty.com slash B-E-S-T. 
Hey friends, my name is Olivia Perez and I'm an entrepreneur, journalist, and the host of the Friend of a Friend podcast. Every Monday, I meet with some of today's youngest and brightest entrepreneurs to make space to tell their stories and shine a light on who I believe to be the next generation of luminaries. I'll interview up-and-comers and game changers from brand builders to personalities, activists, artists, and thought leaders from around the world. Each episode lets you be a fly on the wall during one of the greatest pep talks, like a conversation between you and a friend or a friend of a friend. See you there. Gonna make sure that I don't move my head away from the mic because my wife is gonna is gonna point me to do so. <coughs> so I feel very stiff right now. I'm trying to move as less yeah, as possible. Stavide is like an epic Italian. He moves his hands in his head and he can't stay close to the microphone. And so literally, it just I wish people like could, this every people time. could see me. Like I'm like <laughs> yeah. sometimes I do like yeah, and sometimes I'm too far, and sometimes I'm like just don't move. I'm not moving. I want <laughs> just the people to know that I'm just freeze right now. P.N. Davide. Ciao. I'm 25 and my boyfriend is 27. What a beautiful time together. (laughs) (laughs) Look. Enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) We've been dating for five and a half years and adore each other. Mm. I know in my bones he's my soulmate, but I fear we met too young and will miss out on other youthful experiences. You're probably right. (laughs) You're probably right. I'm just saying you're probably right in the sense that if she has that feeling, don't look at me like that. Yeah, but all day long you look at me and say, I wish I met you when you I were 16. I wish I met you when you were 16. With no shoes, no shirt, <laughs> jump on the ocean in the Hamptons and pop back on the bike to have my jeans to dry up. <laughs> That's a recap of my 25 years. So, <laughs> so guys. Okay, we get it. Every day you were hot and thriving no, when you were 25. I, no, no, that wasn't the point. We get it. Okay, thank you for the visual. We're moving to LA in the spring. And part of me thinks this is a good opportunity to take a break because I know he doesn't really want to move. It hurts and my head hurts to imagine us apart, but I feel like I need to experience some sort of independence before we commit to marriage down the line. Do you think a break is something worth exploring? I'm scared to lose him. Her Nona makes the, she said, my Nona makes her gravy the same way as Davide. Nice. Oh, this I is say, a tough question. <laughs> I say, let me attack it. I say, trust your guts all the time, even when you're wrong. Because being on a couch with somebody watching TV on a Tuesday night, if you don't feel that that is your place. She does feel it is. can that. be pretty challenging, but she also feel that he it might be time for a break. Ex- yeah. But what if like sh- they sleep, like here's a tricky thing. It's so funny that how to every kind of this question, I go, I go straight to, to sex. No, your, your reaction is like, hold him. <laughs> <laughs> and my reaction is just like, go away <laughs> as far as you can. <laughs> Change number. <laughs> Change your Instagram account. Oh, shut and up. And just... <laughs> Here's the tricky thing is if you, which you probably will on this break, inevitably, I'm I'm sure encapsulated in your experience, other things is perhaps another human being. It's like, is that go? I think if you guys take a- Can you say that more? Can you say that more? In a more (laughs) rustic way? (laughs) We would like to hear the way you would say it. I'm just saying like if, if you, you want to get laid with somebody else yeah. in LA, which probably is going to happen. But I think you should, I think you guys should almost like have that. There's no point. There's no harm in having 
that discussion. Like, hey, does this break mean that we can be with other people? And what are the rules about that? Are we going to have a don't ask, don't tell rule? And then that's great. And then you just follow that. You know, it's not, you know, if you guys want to take a break to experience other things, you have to decide whether or not what you do on that break is each other's business. Because you're going to want to know everything that's happened when you were apart. But ultimately, if it doesn't serve the relationship and you guys have decided to get back together, then you then that should just be what time. your personal experience. It doesn't need to be shared, but there needs to be clear rules about that. I, I think time, time really give us, and this is something that when five years, seven years, eight years, somebody would have tell me this, I would have get mad. It's like, oh, okay. But time really gives you an answer. All the answers you need, actually. So you go, move to LA. If you think that it's time to take a break, take a break. Because you know what is going to happen. You're going to move together. It's going to be challenging. You're going to move. You're going to get mad moving something around the kitchen, opening a box for the room. And you're going to guys go on a fight and you're going to regret that you move with them to LA. Which is a sunny, beautiful place. Sunny, beautiful, happy place. With sunny, with beautiful, happy people. So <laughs> do your move. Take your time. Allow yourself to mind also, joking aside, experience something or somebody else. And ultimately, time will give you the answer. Yeah. Time will tell you if you did right or if you mess up. And I like it to think that in life things go, <clears throat> what my mother usually used to tell me all the time, it's like things go the way they had to go. Mm-hmm. And it sounds so obvious, but ultimately that's true. I would have never think that after what, my wife and I went uh, together. We would end up to be married, but that was what it had to happen. So, good luck. I mean, listen, there's two options here, and I always say this when people are kind of questioning their relationship. Either you fell in love with a surfer that eats vegan food and has long hair on his shoulders <laughs> and drives a Bronco. <laughs> is option one, or is it option two? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> with a Bronco who like is so rich but nobody knows so how because he doesn't work and he <clears throat> say that he builds all himself oh my and his father is bitter oh my god that was great and he started to uh, I was going to say the, the two options of are that you find <laughs> someone else and and that and that's you know you meet the person you're supposed to be with or you guys get back together and that's great too like if you if you guys take a break and then you somehow realize he's not for you then that's like, that's great. That's a great realization. It doesn't mean that your relationship has failed. People hang on to relationships so intensely because of this like lack of failure, like fear of being alone. But what you're just doing is opening up a door to actually meet the right person for you. So either option is fabulous. And I'm, and I say, I wish you guys luck because not in a, not in the, I'm not, I really, like I really mean it. The more you get married, the more you make a baby. Pardon me. It's such a bad cough. Yeah. If you take that path, just game over. Oh, because your life is your life is you so know, hard. You, you your know, life you is so hard. Those games, those games that are in the coins. You're are married to up. somebody who is obsessed with you and has nice big boobs and cooks for you and buys nice puppies. So clearly, my wife is sensitive about it. Yeah, it's not game over. <laughs> it's another game. <laughs> <laughs> Might not be over. <laughs> It's different. You're free so, to go, dude. There's a door right behind you. Well, so think about the free. surfer dude. <laughs> go be free. The surfer dude. 
Go let some girls spray tan rub off on your sheets. See how much you like that. All right. <clears throat> Ciao, wow. Pia. That was that was intense. <laughs> Lord sentiment in there. I'm just saying. LA is a great place. Let me tell you about your new favorite wine. Usual wines are wines for the modern drinker. Each bottle is 6.3 ounces, which is a heavy pour or about a glass and a half of wine. So no more pouring wine down the sink when you don't want to finish the bottle. And because of the single serve format and bottle design, Usual is always fresh, no more flat, bubbly, or stale rosé. Usual wines are made from world-class AVAs in California, like Napa, Sonoma, Santa Barbara, and are even made with minimal intervention, zero sugar, and zero additives. The wines are, get this, low-carb and have zero grams of sugar. Usual has a red blend, a rosé, a sparkling white wine called Brut, and they also have a limited production of Brut Rosé just for the summer. Did you know that in the U.S. there are over 60 additives allowed by law to be used in winemaking? Usual doesn't use any chemical or any sugar additives to enhance the flavor or stability of their wine. They are truly a clean wine brand. But don't grapes contain sugar? Yes, absolutely. To clarify, all Usual wines are produced using natural, sustainable grapes harvested every fall. These grapes are packed at optimal ripeness to ensure all sugar can be fermented completely until the wines are dry with no residual sugar. All that is left over is delicious, clean wine. The process of fermentation happens when natural yeast eats naturally occurring sugar in the grapes. In goes sugar, out comes alcohol. So winemakers will purposely end fermentation early to keep a little sugar in the wine. But usual wines are fermented until no more sugars are left in the wine. This ensures the wines are as dry as possible and lower in calories. So please do yourself a favor and go to their website, www.usualwines.com and use my discount code BEST, B-E-S-T, for $8 off your first order and try a first glass on us. Ciao, Pian Davide. Ciao. What attributes, character traits, and traditions from each of your families and cultures do you hope to pass on to your children one day? Davide, do you ever worry that your children will be too American? All the time. I was born and raised in South Africa from a French father and an Italian mother, and I'm very proud of my of all those cultures that make up who I am. But sometimes I feel like I don't belong in any of those countries because of my upbringing. Thank you for your great podcast. I look forward to the, your new episode. We could literally make a podcast. Yeah, I think I want to... Only out of that. I think we should honestly do episodes on that because it is so common now when we get asked this question a lot. Can I start on this? Yeah, you're the one from another country. I am constantly thinking about that. And to be honest, yeah, a little bit concerned for the simple reason that I come from, from far. I come from a place with different way to think and different way to live life and the mistake that often people makes is i meet a lot of couple with kids um growing up in a scenario close to what you described to us and oh yeah they speak italian oh yeah my kids speak italian they're fully italian speaking a language it is not even close to share a culture or to share a different way to live life. What sometimes my wife and I find 
find us in in fight or different uh, different way to see things comes from the fact that we come from different places. And I gotta be honest, I'm pretty lucky because she do understand that and she respect it. But the truth of the matter is that the fact that you feel you don't, sometimes you don't belong to those two country or culture is because I hate to say it this way, straight this way and being drastic, but you actually don't. And we spoke about this in, in our previous episodes and, and already spoke about how at the end of the day, if you plant, I don't know, a lemon tree in California would be a California lemon tree. The tree, the, the seed might come from Syracuse, from whatever it comes from, uh, uh, Positano or from, from whatever, but the seed is now in a different soil. And we take those, that soil characteristics and taste and flavor. And that's a real thing. So every time I, I met this guy, I met this very cool dude in a restaurant last week. He was Italian and he was here in Colorado on a bike trip. The guy drove an incredible motorcycle off-road all custom made. Like I could tell that the guy had the passion for it, for what I have passion. So we started talking from a table to another about cars and bikes and mechanic and getting, getting hurt and like stuff. And then he said, you know, I have this beautiful classic car and I'm teaching my son to drive it, a stick, and he doesn't know how to do it. And his son is 21. And he looked at me with those eyes. The guy was like 60, probably 50 when he's 60. And he looked at me and said, he's American. And he didn't say it sadly, but he looked at me and he said, he's American. And my old boss used to always say the, the issue is that there are no bars, coffee bars around the world. And every time we would visit America or other country, he would say that to me. It's like, you know what, Americans' problem is that they don't have coffee bar. Because we, we romantically say that people learn how to live in Italy at the coffee bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the there's morning. definitely not what we're lacking here that can <clears throat> never be. Yeah, I mean, what we're lacking, I mean, so many things. But mostly is like a community dynamic where you have a, a central place and you guys have like a square every you have squares and you have bars and you have yeah more the community exactly That's, it's like I think because the old places, man in the neighborhood yeah. gives you advice totally. your hair like we don't really people all the things that you do Davide all the things that you do like when you got to Aspen how you like found your barber and you found a place if you needed to get your shoe repair and you found like your laundry place and you found the place where you get your coffee every morning like people in America tend to not have those kind of and you knew, and you always have a close relationship with all of those people, you know, like Davide's like best friends with his watch guy and the guy who fixes his glasses for him. And yes, he has and like I his did, little community. We, we went on a date and the chef at this fancy restaurant, which I met once, came out again to say hi to me. And I said to Pia, that's, that's to me, is more valuable than mm-hmm. any, you know what I mean? Like I think the guy just walked listen, the kitchen I, out to say hi to us. Yeah, because he was showing you respect. I, I think that the, I think we're in a predicament 
in, with just globalization in general, this is happening across mm-hmm. everyone in every relationship. And I also think America is a weird place because no one just says, oh, I'm American. They say, oh, I'm part this and part that and part this because everyone wants to True. really like identify with with something else so they can feel important so they can feel smart. different so they could feel it's not smart I think it's so you can feel like you're a part of something instead of just like oh I'm this like floating entity no, no, it's my what you're saying oh no, it's, it's my it's my and so yeah. you know like that's why like American Italian culture is so big here right because everyone is like so proud to be from Italy but like obviously like everything having to do with being American Italian is like vastly different you know you got like, like, like the Sopranos episode when they actually go to Italy and they're we like mentioned it already. yeah and they were like yeah I'm not. and I had this conversation with a lot of people and what I have to say living in New York we were both lucky enough to I think you took a, a great example I think Italian American is the closest uh, pride exercise of pride yeah, that you absolutely. would feel in people because they still feel they feel like something different. They are Italian American. Yeah. And they love that because they don't try to be Italian. <laughs> they know they're not fully American. <laughs> it's this cool animal that yeah. is like I'm a little bit of both. And we have friends who have grown up in yeah. You know, we have, I always, I always talk about Arazzo and Brando, totally. two of our best friends as like the best example of being Italian and growing up in America. And so the goal is like. And, and it would be interesting to, for them to experience how Arazzo talk about that because he very. Yeah, very, we should have him on the podcast and talk about it. He says, I get where I come from, but I am a New York kid. Yeah. But I think ultimately the goal is for our children to have both of those aspects, right? Like um, imagine, I, and, and that's how I look at them. Like they're very entrepreneurial. They're incredibly intelligent. They were able to have a, a you know, a better education they're here they're and they're adaptable. And then they spend summers in Italy and they can speak dialect and they can watch a soccer game and they can talk shit with their cousins and like they, both worlds, you know yeah. what I mean? So they I think get, the goal is like for us to have even the stewardess I met on the plane the other day, like she's Sicilian and they have a little house there and they go every summer. So She's like, my kids speak dialect. When we get there, my son hops on his Vespa. He goes and sees his friends. He has this whole little thing. And so, like, I think I think what we're really worried about is having, like, I think for me, I'm going to speak for both of us because I think this is probably the most true, is, like, having Italian boys are men when they're 14. They have Vespas. They have a responsibility. You're kind of, you're kind of forced to be that in the sense that it's not a, it's a little bit of an hostile environment. One of my best friends, which was my best man, He's Italian, and he went on vacation with his girlfriend to Sicily, and he did it the right way. He spent there a couple of weeks. He went to, you know, the, the real places, and as Italian, he said to me this morning on a call, I feel that now I truly understand you, understand you because I saw the way the guy at the port would look at me, <laughs> jumping in the boat with my watch and my car and my girl. He said to me something, he said, I saw in the kids of, on the eyes of kids playing soccer on the streets in Palermo, the fire that I would probably never have. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I get emotional only thinking about it. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, honey. You also grew up like, we're, we're in a hard position too, right? Because what made you amazing is the struggle you had growing up. The lack of finances, like, it's, um, and now we're, and then you move here to have your kids be, to give them a better opportunity. But it's like, how do we, 
Yeah. And like, we're lucky we both work. Our kids are going to have a better upbringing than we did. But like, how do we make them suffer a little bit so they, so they don't, there is a, so they have there is that a, hustle. There is something on the yeah, experience. It is what, in my opinion, um, culturally form you. You already know the importance of taking care of your skin, right? Whether you're worried about dullness, redness, fine lines, or acne, trying to find the right treatment can be very frustrating. Now, there's a simpler, smarter solution to skincare. Meet Rory, a digital health clinic for women. Rory is the sister brand of Roman. And like Roman, they make it simple to connect with a healthcare professional online and see if personalized prescription skincare treatment is right for you. All from the comfort of your home. Go to your phone or computer and complete a free online consultation and you'll hear back from a U.S. licensed healthcare professional within 24 hours. And if appropriate, they'll prescribe a personalized skincare treatment plan that works just for you and your skin. With Rory, you don't even have to go to the pharmacy. Your custom skincare is delivered right to you with free two-day shipping. You can also follow up with a healthcare professional anytime you need to make a change or just have any questions. They're with you every step of the way on your skincare journey. With Rory, there are no commitments and you can cancel anytime. So go to HelloRory slash best to try out Nightly Defense for just $5. It's free to chat with a doctor and your first order is only $5. That's HelloRory slash B-E-S-T. Eligibility requirements and additional terms apply. I think, you know, the goal is to not turn, and I think that's the goal for everyone, not turn your kids into spoiled assholes, bring them to Sicily as much as possible, throw them in the square, have them meet little friends, have them take off, like not worry about them. You know, you, that's not really an American thing is to have for children to have independence. And I think that's a very, ultimately a very Sicilian thing. Like they leave in the morning, they come back at the end of the day. It's your responsibility not to fuck up. A good time. So, and you know, happy. I think hopefully we like our, hopefully our, our children, like, and, and I think that we're also in a really good position because we've always said like, our children are not like princes and princesses. Like, I'm not going to like hold my child and be like, the world is yours. I'm going to look at my child and say, I love you. I'm going to give you everything I can to have you be the best person possible. But it's ultimately your decision what you do with this life. Yeah, and it's, 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 you, it's hard to be parents. You deserve what you deserve. Um, part of me is like, I want my kids having everything that I couldn't have. I want my kids to be an A-class sort of peoples you know i met so we can have good stuff job, if they I deserve go around it. and i met a lot of people and and you know i met this young man last week he's 22 he's about to go working in new york for like a big big group and i could tell that he knew how to care himself very sophisticated kid and he was wearing very very expensive clothes and he hold him i, I really like the way he carried himself but i could also tell that he was a good kid. Yeah. He wasn't formed in that sense, you know, like, so without now here ending on the stereotype, I think that it's important to, for animals like us that might come, but the, for people like us that will generate, that will create those hybrids, is important for them to be exposed. As much, it's our responsibility to expose them as much as we can to 
everything, the roots and culture. And And it must be interesting, getting back to her original question, like growing up in South Africa with an Italian mom and a French dad. Sounds awesome. But then also feeling like she doesn't, I mean. I understand. I, I do really. Listen, after 10 years outside Italy, I now started feeling like, sometimes I say to Pia, like, am I like, am I Americanizing it? Because, <laughs> you know, you go to the bar and the girl be so, well, you got to go outside, you got to scan your barcode and you're going to order your breakfast <laughs> and then you're going to come back in about um, 25 minutes. And I was coming straight from Italy where the guy's like, oh, cafe, cafe. Okay, correcto, correcto. Dai, leggi giornal. It's like, Yes. And Davide feels lost too. If that's yes. He feels very <laughs> lost. And he goes back like, and forth with this all the time. And there's moments where he's so happy he's here. And then he goes to Italy and he's so happy he's in Italy. And then he comes back here and I he's like, I fucking hate it here. And, and my then, best friend, which was with me every day, every night his wife would have put a cloth on the table making me dinner. Yeah, so then this motherfucker comes back to America and he's like, where's my dinner every night? And I'm like, I make you dinner every night. You have a beautiful dinner every night. But it is different putting the tablecloth down and then what she made. She prepared for fucking, she also doesn't work. One night was like 11 and it was late and I finished work late. And he called me, so where are you? I'm like, come here, I'm back uh, what about dinner? You don't eat tonight. You go to you you go to Santo. You go to you go to bed with no dinner. I already called Lisa. Santo is eleven. She already prepared. We're waiting for you. Come, come upstairs. Like, make sure at the least you can do. Make sure to show them both sides, even if they will not be able to experience themselves. Make sure that yeah, we could literally do a we a, need to do another podcast, podcast about on this. this. Okay, next question. I recently started dating someone I really, really like. We get along great and love to have fun, but we have two different upbringings. He comes from a wealthy family and my background is pretty lower middle class. The thing is that he wants to pay for everything when we go out to do things. I have a good job and so does he, but I'm not exactly rolling in coin. I just always feel a bit awkward when I insist on paying, but I've been single for a really long time, so I'm not sure how honestly this works. I enjoy him paying just because no one ever did it for me, but I feel a twinge in my independence bone when it happens. My question is, what are the rules or what are your rules when you were dating regarding paying for things if you're in a relationship? Thank you so much, PM. Okay, this is a... Today, today, guys, you really touch. Yeah, it's it's like you know us. Um, Wait, I want to, can I go first on this one one. to give context? Because I grew up, I've never dated anybody who was like, you know, growing up in LA, it's most girls goals to like date a rich guy. So like I did the opposite on purpose always. I like never dated anybody that was, and not, I mean, not always on purpose, but I just, I always, I could never imagine like the thought of like a guy paying for stuff for me was something that I was never comfortable with. It made me feel like I owed that person something, like they had something over me. Um, so that was something I, w- I would never allow ever, 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 ever. Like when girls would have boyfriends, like buy plane tickets and shit, I would be like, that is so Before me, wild. And then I met Davide and like, I would try to like buy ice cream for like a dollar and he would get horribly offended, Horribly, horribly offended. That caused a lot of fights at the beginning of our relationship. And that was literally just comes down to culture and not understanding each other because for me, it was showed that I was being respectful by not assuming that he was going to pay for everything for me and, you know, being like, I work like I would like to contribute. And for him, it was like the ultimate disrespect. 
I find that it, there is nothing wrong about men paying dinner for you, no matter if he's come from a rich background and no matter where we come from. Being Italian, another thing that I was surprised when I first moved here is that I believe that in the system here in America, you still have classes. And when I say this, classes is something that in Europe, after Europe got unified and historically talking, disappeared around probably 900. When people would be able to working, making money and elevate themselves to a superior class. Here, you kind of feel the, those divisions. No matter how fancy is the car that I drive or how nice is my watch or my clothes, when I go to certain places, I do feel there are people that clearly want to make me feel, <laughs> no, that, that gap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might can buy dinner here and you can might drive the vehicle and you can might experience what I'm experiencing, but... But you're not this. You're not who I am. And talking about the previous question, I would like, I would really do everything I can for my child to don't feel that. But that being said, when I met Pia, before she came to Sicily, I met my parents and saw where I was coming from. It was hard for me to explain to, that, to her that that's just the way to do. I want to pay dinner for you. When I had to restart and I dropped my career and I moved out here, I'm not ashamed to say that for a, for a while I wasn't able to, to my pay for dinner and I wasn't able to, to give something to my wife. She can it killed him. testify that my first, the first dollars I made, I bought her the first nice gift and then the first nice purse and then the first nice watch and then the first nice pair of shoes. And, then, and now every time I'm like, like a kid, I, I find more pleasure buying something for her than not for myself. And she does understand that. And I'm glad for that. So I think that unless you guys respect each other and love each other and respect where you both come from, because it's too easy for a poor person to say, oh, he's rich. He doesn't understand where I come from. Sometimes it takes the exact same amount of courage and of intelligence to do the opposite. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yes, As absolutely. a poor person to understand where you come from yeah. as a rich, privileged, or mm -hmm. whatever it would be your extraction person. Mm -hmm. It takes exactly the same amount of, of, understanding. of understanding. And I think that you might be a little bit too hard on yourself. If he does respect, what I'm trying to say, if he does respectfully, I don't see anything wrong about it. Yeah. I agree. There is nobody owning nobody, and that's the way he was, actually. So he's, he's a gentleman. I understand the challenge. If you, you know, I think every once in a while saying like, oh, I got this, or it'll make me feel good to do this. And if it's making him feel good, then great. I mean, it buy is... Him, a, it buy, is him a, buy him a gift or something. Yeah, maybe just buy him a little gift or something. But not, you know, nothing extravagant, just something that makes you, makes him know that you... Appreciate it. Appreciate him. Correct. Well, thank you, Navide. This has been great. This was great. <laughs> Probably one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Of course, I love you. <laughs> I love you. I love at the you. end, we just, we just, at the end, we just crack. <laughs> like, we just break that <laughs> formality. Love you, love you, love you, love you. No wife. All right, ciao.
And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes this week's episode of Everything is the Best. I hope you enjoyed it. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Maybe leave a comment. But remember, shitty comments are for shitty people. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Pia Barangini. And I hope you have a fabulous, fabulous rest of your day. Love you. Ciao.